I think we got it worked out tonight, guys. Please don't stop the music. I will not stop the music. Again, uh, coming to you from a renovated and remodeled, uh, you know, audio setup from last week. I am Ken Marangolo, joined by Kevin Ricca. Oh, man, I'm proud to be on the award tour, the two of you. Welcome back. Tim Strecken. I've always appreciated what you do, Ken. All the knobs you turn, all the all the wires, all the equipment. And you don't get enough. You don't, you don't get enough. Oh. You don't get enough credit for putting this stuff together. Well, I appreciate that, T. But clearly, like I, even the simplest of tasks are, are the. Hey, are the, you have problems. Mistakes yeah. happen. The heartfelt emotion around here is running rampant. Guys. I just want people to know that I think I, last I'm, week's I'm really episode, excited to be here tonight. Last week's this episode is, this I was really taped needed. on my laptop mic, and I think it, and we still and we still we still pulled it off. I think Facebook Live had something to do with that, which we're not doing tonight. Um, we'll say uh, we'll see Brian Stabby next week for a beer tasting, just some John Riggins beer. Oh yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very. And. Uh, as we do every week uh, in this space, we do Off Season on the Brink, which is our official Redskins podcast of Hogs Haven. We we're wondering uh, if this was our last it's on the brink, all right? Off Season on the Brink. Um, I need to go back. We need to pull audio, and and, and I will do this um, because it, I think it'll, it'll be fun. Uh, when we came came into this off season, like the the thought process behind what could or couldn't happen, or what would or, or wouldn't or might or whatever. Um, def- it, there, there were some twists and turns that you would never have predicted. Uh, I think the, I don't think the Kirk Cousins thing is necessarily one of them, um, but certainly the, the McLovin situation got the out McLovin of hand fast. The McLovin was the major ass-chapping of the offseason. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a, it was a roller coaster ride, if yeah. you really think about it. Look back to January, you know, when we when when it, when it all really started, when the off season on the brink started, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and and, 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 look, think and look how many yeah, look draft. how many twists and turns and hills and valleys it took. Yeah, the apex I think of the of the of the summer was the the draft, getting Jonathan Allen. Yeah, I I think uh, I think so. The gift that's kind of kept on giving um, has been the Kirk Cousins saga slash drama slash whatever. Um, and I would like to propose. Makes sense. Last year at this time, we kind of all agreed. Uh, you know, let's not let's agree not to frame up every second of the Redskins' upcoming season uh, in terms of whether Take or not two. Kirk Cousins will get. <laughs> yeah, I almost don't even think we need to. We need to plenty go of time the, for that. Another time far away from here. The oath making or anything along it's those lines. It's gonna happen. Um, it's unavoidable. But I, so I, but I've argued, and um, I did. I used the six pack this week to argue it. Was that, that I think that that this, there's always a silver lining, and in this case, the silver lining in this drama is the fact that it is completely dominated us willingly. I might add, um, in in a way that benefits other people on the team, other areas of the team. Um, it's all Kirk Cousins all the time, and there's guys who are benefiting from that. Now we can go through them, uh, some of the obvious ones, and um, you know I I I think that um, someone who should be pretty excited not having to answer questions about uh, whether or not he should be the starting running back in this town, uh, Rob Kelly. I, I think there there's just a 
starting kind of on the bottom of the list, there, there's a guy who he became a starter from pretty much nothing. Um, he he's he he is not the starting running back. A lot of head coaches would want to go into a season with. Just being honest, uh, even though he might earn it and deserve it from what he's actually done, and and this offense is going to be counted on to be extremely efficient. It's kind of a big story, I think. Well, I no, can't, and we're not talking about. I it. can't wait till we have him back on. Me, me you too. Know, midway in the season, or at any point that we can get him, and and just because it's all going to be hopefully working. Oh, he's you know, a with P. Ryan, with yeah. with the whole, the, the, you know, Thompson, everybody. You know, you, we hope to have him on and have him explain and, and, and see and, and, and how he, he's enjoying the whole thing. I mean, just looking forward. At, at, this is the time of year where you get really kind of jacked up and, and, and ready for all this stuff to just explode. He, he, he was so physically impressive in person. It was bizarre. It did not look like that last year. He's obviously made some body type changes. This dude is ready to rock. You saw ball. him at the golf tournament. Just giving background. I did. <laughs> but I couldn't believe it was him. I couldn't. I knew it was him facially, and I was like, that's what he looks like? Hey, you're a football guy. Does size matter in terms of running back? I mean, he's definitely look. It, the eyes tell you he he's different going into this season. Sure. Um, he, uh, listen, P. Ryan's going to get carries, and, and hopefully he's going to be as good sure. as advertised, and we, we all think he can be and will be. Um, nothing away, away from Rob Kelly, but he is flying under the radar, thanks to Kirk Cousins. Well, my instinctual answer to your question, does yeah. size matter, was girth. Yeah. And both these dudes got all of it. Little, they're bowl, bowling balls. They are not easily tackleable. Yeah. And they're going to wear down defenses consistently. With this O-line, this, this Trent Williams fused, giving a shout-out to the Hogs, the Hogs 2.0, but just dedicating all their work to trying to get to the level they were at. Just just not saying they are is the that Hogs Jay's, 2.0. Is that He's Jay's saying, offense, though? Dude, I mean, I, I would love to see it. Don't get me wrong. You know me. Yes, I, I'm all play is. action. Of course it is. Oh, he wants to bang it up there with two guys like this. Girthy. Some girthy ballers. He wants to run straight ahead right at you. He does. He wants to beef up that O-line, and we did. Yeah, because if you can win the majority, if not all, your one-on-ones uh, from your offensive line and the, and the defense is putting out the extra guy because they're worried about the pass, and you bring in a guy who can bounce off the first tackler, you're – I mean – and also, by the way, that, that's how you score in the red zone. Uh, you got to be – you got to out-physical someone to score in the red zone. Yeah. Uh, I think we're doing that all over the place. When's the last time – this fan base, I would I would say in this way we're not necessarily that different from any other uh, when it comes to being excited about your number one draft pick. Uh, but but for the Redskins, there's so much involved in this number one draft pick. It's it was the first draft without McLovin. Okay, Bruce Allen made this pick. Now whether it was whoever's His board, board was, was involved, <laughs> it was still his writing was on the wall. Uh, it was still something. It was it was still a Bruce Allen led draft, uh, which. I can't even believe uh, we're this far away from all that. But anyways, it's Bruce Allen. It's Bruce Allen pick. It's uh, a, a b- beautiful combination of best player available and overall team need. He's he's you watch his hometown tape. Hometown hero. He, he's he's hometown hero. You watch his tape. He clearly belongs in the NFL. Um, I mean, there should be nothing but we. This this is this is. This should be the biggest story for us. I mean, if an impact defensive lineman 
you know, coming out of Alabama uh, to, to play where we don't have anything close to that and haven't for quite some time. I mean, that, that's the story. The, the nationwide perspective of the Washington football Redskins is that we're covered with a big old circus tent. But after reading your article, I realized even circus tents keep out the rain, mm-hmm. brother. Because Jonathan Allen is coming right under the radar. Of course he's not ready-ready, but he's physically right. Right. he's physically. I hate ready. to throw that on a, he, on no, a rookie. No, no. He, but, but we're not, because everyone's talking about everything else. No, I, and that makes sense. Um, I, I, it is a huge story, because I think it is an upgrade. He is going to play like a rookie a lot. I mean, we can't expect you know huge things out of him. I he's going to make huge, things out of huge plays. Sure. He's going to be fun to watch. And once he starts putting it all together, what I think is a big story about this entire team, almost across the board, except for a few positions, is competition. Competition makes everyone better. And there are so many places where there's going to be a lot of guys, you know, not necessarily just trying to make the team, but who's going to be the man? Oh, just making the team. Tight you know, end, safety, both. jump out. I'm talking about both. It's going to make it. I think that's backer. why. I think that's why Fat Rob isn't so fat anymore. You know, but I'm still gonna call him Fat Rock because I just I love I love the nickname. He he's a beast of a man. That's what competition does. That's what becoming a pro does. I think I've talked about that a lot in the last few weeks. That there's it's happening all over the place. It's happening at end. It's happening outside linebacker. It's happening you know in the in the defensive backfield. It's happening at running back. But but we it's happening at at wide receiver. But and but and these are but we we can't be good. Um. If Jonathan Allen doesn't play at a decent level this season, we can't be good. We can't make the playoffs if we don't sack the quarterback. And there's we don't there's no bigger potential than than your main main man, the werewolf himself. I know a guy. I mean, here's another thing though. Obviously, we've already given him a lot of money. The money's out the door. Junior Gallette is uh, doing well, but he's he's back again. Um, he knows how to get to the passer, and if he's good, we're good. I mean, that, there's, there's, there's. If your pass rush is good and it's led by a guy who's proven he can get to the quarterback, then guess what? You're good, and, and that's, and and we're not talking about that. No, no. Thanks to Kirk Cousins, and he doesn't have to be the every down guy for us like he was in New Orleans when he led the team in sacks with twelve, and his teammates voted him team captain. This guy is 29 years old. He's the former captain of a defense in the NFL, just trying to hang on after a couple of killies. And I'm telling you, he gets down in this four-point stance. And, I, I mean, he is parallel to the ground at about six inches between his chest and the ground. And it, this takeoff, it's like watching one of these, you know, hyped-up drag racing one-on-one races. It is – when Kerrigan gets kind of held up and he almost gets there and he's just – I think he's just stud and he's uh. more well-rounded – or a rack poke. This guy has the closing speed of I know it's Shark Week, but it, it's a bull shark. He, he he does not, and he's got the arm. He's all of it. Yeah. And he claims on Twitter he has redesigned his whole workout after the second one. This is his shot. He's born in Haiti. His mother brought him over here for a better life, and this is a guy that's dedicated himself to this type of scenario. Yeah. He's put himself behind the eight ball by accident and watched this dude go. He says right now he's in the best shape of his life, and he's never been more explosive. And I watched some, some tape today on him, just a couple takeoffs here and there. It looks like the same exact dude. And after he makes a sack, he stares up at this guy and beats his chest King Kong style. And everyone goes nuts. I cannot wait. I mean, if he, if he can brush the passer for us, we're, we're, we're a good team. I mean, these, 
this this thing this this we know. I mean, because because we didn't do it. If you get off the field on third down, because he's the guy that comes in on. You say he's not going to be a three down player. Um, we didn't I, have to. I guarantee you, on third and seven, he's in the game. And neither does no Smith, and neither doubt. does Murphy, and neither does. What my point is, at some point, one of those guys will emerge as maybe a more of a go-to guy, and that's what I think is an intriguing story going into the season. You know. Which guy is going to step it up even more? Is it going to be Smith? Is it going to be Gallette? You know, is it, you know, health is going to play an issue. Well, it, hell, yeah, we'll find out by attrition and competition. Right. But we got five dudes right there that we trust. Five dudes that can play the position, and if one of them can really raise his game, could be any of them. This guy's on a mission, and I know you should never just expect a guy with double Achilles to come back. I don't need one is enough, obviously. That, but. You got to see, he redesigned his whole entire everything, and he, this is his chance. He knows it. And he, and he took every opportunity, and I'm rooting for him because you work that hard, you deserve. It's nothing but upside we for the deserve. Redskins. Of course. I mean, that's, that's the other, I mean, w- w- this is a guy, this is the kind of player you hold your breath on uh, all over the league. He, nothing but, but upside, nothing but hot, super high ceiling. Um, and if he's good, we're good. And, and, you know, if he's healthy, there's a spot on this team for him. And if that's true and he and he's healthy, he you know, he's gonna make an impact. Ken, he's on a different level right now. He's talking about having to retrain his eyes because he hasn't played in two years at yeah. the level of speed. He's talking about retraining his eyes to see hand position on not only the O lineman in front of him, but the whole O line, running back depth. And he's trying to train himself to all the old tricks and techniques yep. that he became <clears> so familiar with yep. as a veteran in the game four or five years into it, at the apex of his career when he was the team leader in sacks. For this guy was the damn team captain of the yeah. New Orleans Saints. For, for linebackers and, and guys like that, eyes are so important. It's something I've heard more and more, you know, especially recently from coaches. When a guy has raw talent, he, he's an incredible football player, but it's not until you get that discipline and those eye, that eye uh, discipline about, you know, how to see and read and see, you know, the, get it to a point where you're at an instinct. That's where you take it to another level. That's the kind of stuff that makes you from good to great. And that's what Jim Thomas will be talking about mm-hmm. with all his ins and outs. This is this is the perfect guy for a guy like this. Another another beneficiary uh, of it, uh, the, the, the you and you brought this up, Kevin. The, the defensive coaching staff. I mean, do you think we wouldn't be obsessed about the fact that uh, Minuski and you know and Thomas Sewell and some of these guys were taking over defense? I mean, when Joe Barry came. I didn't talk about much else for quite some time, and it dominated uh, our fan base. Our, our just, I mean, the, the radio <laughs> that was jammed, the phone lines were jammed with people calling a bitch about Joe Barry. Um, Minuski has, has had zero, zero press uh, since the day Good. he got hired. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Go do your job. Not even close to does. being anywhere. His personality. On, this no, is his on the radar. Shouldn't be. Yeah. Doesn't have to be. No, he'll fill the press slots that he's supposed to, and that'll be it. It's such a great situation for him and us. You know, it's it's a really good spot to uh, all of a sudden be, you know, professionally competent. You know, to to throw to, to be to go out there and 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 have an answer to. I mean, let's be honest. Last season, the Redskins defense, where they were bad makes you incapable of, of being great. You know, like you can't be great in the NFL when you're bad at the things we were bad at last year, getting off the field on third down uh, specifically. I mean, it, and 
Minuski has to have an answer for that. And people probably would have been pounding his door down asking him that question if it wasn't for good old Kirk Cousins. And I don't want to oversimplify it. And I'm not going to claim I'm a defensive like genius. I, I, I look at it from the perspective of being a quarterback. The, the defenses, I think, that have historically been the best are the ones that are more aggressive and that have an identity. This isn't always just about X's and O's. It's about execution and, and, a, and a mindset. And hopefully, I mean, it, we ta- I think we talked about it during the season. What kind of identity did last, last year's defense have? Did it have one? Yeah. You know, it would have, it I definitely did. It had the identity of being definitely historically bad. It could establish a different third down. You know, uh, uh, everyone uh, else's fans chuckled on third down. Yes, yeah. that was it the identity. Could, it, I think he could shape in a completely different identity of this defense. And then you got guys who are hungry that are going out there to play. You get them, you know, on a, an aggressive scheme. I mean, it's, awesome. de- it's the kind of defense. I mean, that's what it, it's 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 exciting to get to, to hopefully see that that's how they're going to go. They're going to be young. Um, their athleticism Great. is going to be off the charts compared to what we've seen. Um, I, I, you know, as much as we need Jonathan Allen to play at a high level, as much as we need, um, I mean, you just you're talking about Sua Cravens uh, and DJ Swearinger at the safety position, two guys who uh, are brand new safeties for us. Um, that's kind of a big deal. I took the guy that we brought in to be a uh, whatever you know utility linebacker is now our starting safety. Yeah, we're gonna play it on the inside. Thanks, Joe Barry. I hate to kick someone in the ass before you <laughs> shove him out the door, but you know you did earlier, so I'll jump in on that. Yeah, he's doing this for the first time. He's got Swearinger back there. This guy's gonna be nothing but a great resource. We've talked about his ability to watch film and understand. His high school coach, he's the smartest football coach, smartest football player coach in forty years. That's what we got going on here. Same guy said that Josh Norman in high school would fully paint his face black and put in red contacts. He was like, man, he ain't right. And they said, well, how has he changed? He said, he's still the same. So that's what we got. Some South Kakalaki boys back there. Three guys in our secondary started in high school and college in the state of South Carolina. Now they're up here playing ball for the Redskins. From Redskin country, mind you. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I have a hard time. If, the, if all those guys work out, um, you know, you know, D'Angelo Hall is is uh, you know right now staring down the barrel of of, of at least starting the preseason on the pup. Um, he, I, he he's got he's a scratch off away from having a title as a coach. That's that's kind of the way I see him at this point in time. And and if that's his value, <laughs> then then we need the roster spot. That is his value. Uh, I and you know I is is it that he's not ready yet or. And that's not the preseason play out. Um, I worry about him, obviously, <laughs> on the field uh, a little bit. It, he hasn't had a pick in four and a half years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about – I think he can – I think we need him. I think we – trust me. Hey, in but, a golf shirt. Yeah, there's been a lot of days we've suited up safeties that I would take him over any day. But Agreed. That, that won't be the case this year. No, sir. Um but in the secondary, speaking of the secondary, you know, Bashad Breland has been kind of somebody who we thought was going to be good for a long time. And, and I'm not saying he won't be, but, you know, he, he had a subpar year last year. And yes. I, think, I think that's a fair statement, right? Yes. Um, our defense. Borderline on disappointing. On the field and on Twitter. 
Yes, yeah. yes. It wasn't good overall. No, not a lot of positives. But and, you always heard about what he is capable of doing. He just never really showed it. The year He's before, played he well. a hell of a yeah. year. I'd say he played very well, uh, yeoman-like, yes. you know. Uh, and um, Last year was... It was it was a step back on a variety. It was all. It seemed like it was a step back, like fundamentally. Um, I don't know if he was hurt at some point in time. I'll give him some a little bit of better. Probably than the doubt. targeted. You know what he said, and he came more. out and said it. Yeah, he said when we got Josh Norman, that was my role. That was what I was gunning for. That was my whole everything. He said, "I'll be honest with you, that messed me up." Yeah. So I thought I was being groomed for that role. You know, I, I was behind Culliver when he went down. I took over his responsibilities. I'm the next guy. You know, in line for the throne. And then they went out and got him late in the game. He said it shook him up a bit. And it affected him, definitely on the field and off the field. And it affected his psyche. And D-backs are kind of like receivers, oh, yeah. but tougher and can't catch as well. But they're, they're, they got some diva. You know, they're out, you're out there on your own on one-on-one islands a lot of That's the right. time. And you it's have a confidence to be, game. It is. Too. You have to be built a certain way. It is and I give him nothing game. but respect. But you know that from he being a quarterback. He came out and said that. That takes a ton. Of courage to say out loud. Oh, yeah. He's not afraid to say what he thinks on Twitter. Well, he said it. Josh Norman came in, and he said now he's ready. It's a contract year. I mean, he'd be an idiot, but you kind of got to get over your hurt feelings. You know, you got you to get your feel-bads out of the way. Let's turn up Kevin in the microphone. I think I had you turned down there a little bit, and I mm-hmm. apologize. I mean, uh, but, I would, but for Brashad Breland's sake... Um, he's just getting warmed up. He... <laughs> he... he He's not taking he's not taking the bullets. He's not taking heat right now. We're going into the season. I mean, in the NFL, your number two quarterback is a big deal. He's he's paid a, a decent amount of money, although um, I believe Bashad's on his rookie deal still, and and you know Last making season. a million yeah. bucks, maybe maybe two million bucks, something like that. I mean, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm just saying, like just a million or two. Yeah, you play opposite Josh Norman. Yeah, well, you're a number two cornerback in the league. He it's very easy to um, return value on a one and a half million dollar you know salary cap hit, um, and, and he's got and he's got to do better, and he's got to play at a higher level. He's going to get a ton of looks because quarterbacks are going to go away from Norman when you know in in a lot of situations, and you know he's. He's he's got to know that you know he's got to know that, that that he's going to have nothing but chances all day long, um, and he's and he's got to be better and he's and he it's an easy thing to, to hone in on because it was so obvious to everyone last year, um, and yet he comes into this preseason in my opinion not not feel not not worried as much about it because again it's been all about Kirk and 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 I. I kind of even like you know to kind of bring it back. I, I, I think Kirk is even doing this a little bit on purpose. I think he because his interview and you even talked about it last the interview we did last week. He is happy to put it on his shoulders. He took full responsibility of the locker room. Yeah, the training staff, the whole temperament of the truly involved members of the organization. If this is his last year on the team, put themselves good for him. Hey, he's yeah. he's a team guy, yeah. at least in 2017. And then I think that's going to be my overarching it's a, theme. It's a brilliant move, but there was no, there was no other move to play. There's no other move he to play. He watched this guy stick his head in the sand and, and then pull his pants down and crap in front of 100,000 people. Yep. Yep. Never want to do that. Yeah. And he was like, I could do whatever I want right now. It's way better than this. But as far yeah, as Bashad Breeland goes... That's only because J.C. told him to. 
Jay-Z would never tell him to do that. He's been giving us way <laughs> he better advice as a franchise recently. <laughs> but I will say this. Bashad Breeland also knows that there's a guy in front of him, so he's not the number one. Yes, he's in a contract year. But when Kendall Fuller and Fabian Moreau are nipping at your heels. Yeah, and you're paying him nothing. He's got it coming. He knows he's got to. Yeah. There's no chance. He's, he's all in. He's all in. He has shoved the pot to the middle. And I'm telling you, you don't want to mess around. You mentioned Kendall Fuller, dude. You know how I feel about him. He's, he's nothing well, we but all, talent. We're all pulling for him as a local guy. Another local guy. His D-back coach at Virginia Tech was Torian Gray. His D-back coach now here for the Washington Redskins is Torian Gray. He's got three older brothers in the league. The dude's coming off microfracture for the second, for, on the, the year after, which is His what they say. They say you're healthy. Recovery. This is this is the time. I mean, it, it just he's healthy, stronger, faster, quicker, mentally adjusted to the speed of the game. His three older brothers are kicking his butt all over the place, and his D back coach, who he grew yeah. up with as a man, yeah. is now his professional D back coach. That's a nice recipe for success for this man, and I believe he pushes for a starting job before the season ends. And, and, and we have brothers, and and the next time that they all get together for dinner, which might not be for a long time, but when it does, you know it's going to come up. So you, you better you better own your own, uh, you know, or else you got to face him. And you, <laughs> you know he's getting, at some point. You know he's getting targets. You know uh, he's going to get balls thrown his way all day, every day uh, when he's on the field. And, and what I'm most excited about, because in, in more and more cases, kind of like that base-level defense in the NFL is, is – um, is, is closer to nickel than anything else, it, it, you know, at a minimum. So guys like Kendall Fuller are going to be on the field, you know, probably for us in those those scenarios. How How is it going to work between him, you know, and Sua and DJ? You know, at, at what point are they going to be able to play off each other? Because the, the athleticism amongst those guys is such that they're, they're going to be taking chances. I think we're going to have a defense of chance takers because they're so young. Yeah, uh, and inexperienced. And, and quick. And that's going to be that. That's, that and they it, can. I mean, if you had to pick out some negatives, I mean, that would be one of them. That they are all new to each other, yeah. right? They are all young and, and somewhat inexperienced, uh, especially with each other. So, that, I mean, that there's that factor. But that's what preseason is about. That's what OTAs have been about. That's and what it's also what proper scheduling is about. is about because, you know, I hate talking about a schedule the year before, but our first six games with this young defense that needs to come together, there's not a lot of monsters to be slayed in, in, in the first six. We, we have a chance to come together over the first month and a half of the season. We've got a little break where we will depend on our offense to perform at the same level as right, last sure. year. Don't get me wrong. Because if that doesn't happen, of yeah, course yeah, there's yeah. trouble. Look, defense does not to be does not have to be at its you know best on day one. It's it's at the end no, of the season. Not against the Eagles, the Rams. It's, it's down it's down the stretch when you need to have them really gelling and come together. So, and we're going to need that time. Look, that's, that's I, a big I think factor. what we're saying overall, just to put kind of take a step back, is that there's a lot of ingredients in this team. There's a lot of ingredients. How it all comes together for you know the full meal. Is going to be fun to watch, and it's it's that time of year where you kind of, I'm, I, dude, I love it. It's it's like it's like you're itching for it to come, you know, and it, you know it's still not quite here yet. So curious about so many of them, but yes. it's dinner time. But Kirk has taken everyone down behind the barn to tell a story. The food's out on the table, but no one's paying attention to how delicious it smells because everyone's a little distracted. I thoroughly enjoyed this week's six pack. Let's get, let's bring let's bring Mr. Mister into the six pack. So did I. Yeah. The six pack enjoyed UT. 
Uh, I want to say a special thank you to the real Grumps uh, who uh, reached out. I know uh, we we said we were going to do Facebook Live this week. We are postponing that until next week. Um, So thank you for uh, reaching out to us, and we will try to be back next Tuesday. Um, to the folks in San Francisco, I'm going to be at the beach. I don't know. I don't know what. Oh, that's right. You know about. what? I keep. You know what? So we have, we have a scheduling. We have I'll a be at the beach. going to be at the beach. Real grumps. I mean, we're definitely thinking about getting together on Tuesday, like we have every Tuesday at the beach. At this, yeah, we've been wondering no, what the hell right. is the matter with you. For no, the last, right. like, oh, Riggin just coming. There's a beer tasting, and we're going to be on Facebook Live. What? We don't have cardboard cutouts. Next Tuesday, we're going to have to figure. We're going to cobble something together somehow, some way. I don't know what's going to happen, but either way. Uh, to the guys out, in, to, to the folks out in San Francisco, to the Bay Area. So my friend Carl Smolka comes home to uh, visit uh, last weekend. He's been living in San Francisco for a decade. Watches Redskins games at a bar um, out there uh, that's just for, for Redskins fans. He said he was uh, out the other night. Um, and someone on his cell phone was like, hey, man, you got to check this out. There's this Redskins podcast uh, on Facebook Live. And it was, it was us. That's and my buddy. I know. It's my college roommate. That's and, uh, my guy. So I, this guy's head barely fits in the screen. Look. No, no, no. I know him. Uh, so to all San Francisco area Redskins fans, we appreciate you guys. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Uh, the, you, got, you guys are what makes us coast to coast. So thank you for that. Um, on behalf of Tim Strachan. Thank you. Kevin Ricca. Good night. And I appreciate all the listens. Yeah, appreciate all the listens. Keep it coming. I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was The Audible.